Hello there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast number 123. Today is Sunday, December the 3rd, 2017. And today's guest is an Italian concert organist, Luca Massaglia. Luca received organ and organ composition degree with top marks at Giuseppe Verdi Conservatory in Turin. He attended many international master classes held by Ludger Lohmann, Louis Robillard, Luigi Fernando Tagliavini, and Bernard Vincemius, with this last one at the prestigious Internationale Sommer Academie for Organisten, International Summer Academy for Organists in Harlem the Netherlands. He was given private lessons by Professor Louis Robillard at the Cavaecole organ of Saint Francois de Sales Church of Lyon and by Professor Arturo Sacchetti. Luca has been the organist at Madonna degli Angeli Sanctuary of Torino since 2001. He was artistic director of Note per la Sindone Notes for the Holy Shroud Organ Festival, promoted by Unione Musicale of Turin and financed by Region Piemonte Culture Committee, held at Turin in May 2010, on occasion of the celebrations for the solemn ostension of the Holy Shroud. Luca is councillor member of ASPOR Piemonte, Association for the Safeguard of the Organistic Patrimony of Piemont Region. He is piano teacher at the San Giuseppe College of Turin, directed by the De La Salle brothers. Luca was invited to give a masterclass, which took place in April 2016, on the subject of six organ sonatas by Felix Mendelssohn at the Gnesin Russian Academy of Music in Moscow. His transcription for organ of the tone poem for orchestra in the steppes of Central Asia by Alexander Borodin. It has been published by Evenso Music of Kuhn Rapids, Minnesota, USA. Lucas' organ work, The Parables of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, Opus 4, has been published by Strube Verlag of Munich in Germany. In 2013, he took part in the third International Scientific Conference, Theoretical and Methodological Foundations of Art Education in the Context of European Integration at the Anton Semenovich Makarenko National University of Pedagogy in Sumy, Ukraine, presenting the article The Genesis of the French Organ School, which has been published on the Journal of the Department of Arts of the aforesaid University. He is the dedicatee of pieces by Carson Kuman, Borislav Stronko, Milko Biziak, Ariapol Latik, Carlotta Ferrari, Marco Lomuscio, and Grimoaldo Macchia. Luca performed concerts as soloist in various countries of Europe and the United States. In this conversation, Luca shares his insights about his interest in jazz, the modes of messian, harmony, music of Jean Alain. He also recounts his experiences from his concert tours in Russia, where our big audiences attending uh, the organ concerts, whereas in Western Europe, not so many anymore are interested in this art. We also talk about the opera influences on Italian organ music, Renaissance music, acoustics, expanding your repertoire and giving musical presence. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much, Luca, for joining in this conversation. I've been following your activities online for quite some time. On, on Facebook, on other channels, and I've been impressed how active you are with your organ playing activities. And I'm so delighted that you agreed to share some of your insights today with our audience from 98 countries around the world. Thank you so much, Luca. You're very generous. 
and welcome. No, thank to you so much. Uh, thank you so much to you for hosting me and for considering to to speak with me. I'm very glad to share my ideas, my emotions about uh, organ playing, organ music. Uh, it's a pleasure for me. So, uh, how did it, how did it all start, uh, Luca? How did you first fell in love with the organ? Do you remember those days? Yes, I remember uh, when I was four years old, I was with my, with my father in a church here in my hometown, Torino, uh, that is in the northwest of Italy, near the Alps and the border to France. I was in a church, uh, I was a very lively boy, very, and, but uh, the organ was playing and I wanted to, to, to stay in the church until the organ uh, uh, ended to to, to play. And it was very um, surprising for my father because uh, she, he, didn't, he didn't expect uh, such a reaction. Then I didn't start to play music until I was 10 years old, but uh, I still recall, and uh, also my father recalls that uh, event when uh, I was uh, impressed by this music. And uh, so it's, it was... Uh, it started six years before uh, that I really started to devote my life to music. Mm -hmm. This uh, particular event was very significant. Uh -huh. Did you play piano before that? Yes, I started with uh, jazz. jazz. Okay. Uh, I had, uh, I had uh, my first piano teacher was uh, a very good uh, improviser in jazz uh, style, and uh, he worked also as a pianist on uh, on boats uh, making cruises into the Mediterranean Sea. And I was very impressed by his ability to improvise, to harmonize uh, the melodies, and so I started with it. And then uh, I but I realized that uh, I had to, to deepen my knowledge in uh, classical music because it was necessary. And uh, so um, together with jazz, I, I started to, to play uh, Bach and Mozart, Clem, uh, Clementi, the lit starting from the little sonatas of Clementi, the little pieces by Bach and so on, like everyone uh, did. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, of course, jazz was first, right? Organ came later and classical music followed. Yes. Uh, what about uh, music theory and harmony skills? Did you have to study for that especially extra? Um, no, because I have to say that uh, jazz prepares you to understand many, a lot about harmony. So what I had to study was uh, when I when I had to deal with Messiaens, for example, music, I had to study the, the modes the, of, uh, of this music. And so it was very good also for me to study improvisation in this kind of style. Uh, because, uh, very interesting, because I saw how Messiaen was uh, created a world of sounds that uh, were, was very narrow world not a big world of sounds. So he restricted this area of uh, possibilities, but uh, what came out was uh, really impressing. Uh, uh, the first time that I read uh, his uh, uh, treatises about music, I was a bit, uh, uh, maybe impressed, but mm, impressed by something that I thought to be very complicated and uh, not in, in not natural, maybe a creation. But then I, little by little, I saw, I, I entered into this world and uh, I started to love this music. And uh, so it in this case to study harmony, uh, to study the modes, to understand better his music, to make researches on his uh, uh, compositions and uh, to deepen the knowledge of this uh, great uh, genius of the 20th century. Even if for me, the real genius was Jean Alain, mm -hmm. unfortunately, had the, as we all know, he died when he was just 21, 29, but uh, um, 
it already showed, uh, was able to show that he was uh, a great. And, uh, that's a pity because uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, who knows uh, what, uh, what compos- composition would have been he able to, 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 to write after. Yeah, he he died very young, right? Yes. And uh, of course, Jean Alain at, the, at this early age showed uh, some uh, some some signs of real genius, right? Yes, you know, yes, exactly. You know, writing probably even more than Olivier Messiaen by that yes. time. Yes, yes, he, he was more, uh, according to me, more uh, uh, more spontaneous. More uh, uh, he was able to combine different. Uh, um, psychological uh, uh, moods uh, in the same piece uh, uh, in a way that uh, it's really very particular. Uh, for example, in the end of the uh, first fantasy for organ, uh, there is a melody that was uh, after this very dramatic piece in which uh, he asks, uh, it's about a, a sentence from a, from a book by uh, Omar Khayyam, old, uh, uh, very ancient Persian uh, writer. And, uh, but then there is a melody that when uh, he was playing this piece uh, and his sister, Marie-Claire Hélène, was uh, a child, uh, um, he sang the melody, the word of um, this melody about uh, a train that has a little um, um, something about the train. Now I don't know how to translate, but it's about uh, a song for children. So it's incredible. It's a what? Sorry, lullaby. Uh, no, it's like. Um, uh, like to say about. Uh, um, a big tender with a um, small locomotive. I see. Okay, so it's it's a small uh, small train, right? And yes, uh, yes, yes. You know, the uh, reminds of uh, of these ryth- rhythms, right? Of the yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. It's it is very. Um, Incredible to see how is the comic side of uh, can be introduced in the very special uh, uh, dramatic pieces, and but uh, you don't even uh, notice sometimes. Uh, but there is uh, some com- immediate change of mood that uh, uh, you can realize or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so so ingenious to use all kinds of influences and inspirations in your music right and yes. uh, everybody is able to to see them only the the most uh, the closest uh, related uh, people to jean Alain could uh, discover them like his sister yes right? yes um and olivier messian was a little more systematic at this time right he, yes intellectual yes Followed uh, the tradition of uh, I don't know Vierne or or uh, or something like that, and uh, Alain was more free, like Tournemir, perhaps. Yes, yes, yeah. Alain was uh, uh, something apart. Yes, and um, uh, but really, that's a pity. I consider him to be. Uh, I make a parallel between him and uh, Nicolaus Bruns. Uh, so it's the Bruns of the 20th century. That's a pity also that Bruns died uh, so young because uh, maybe if uh, he didn't die so young, we would speak about him as uh, maybe another Bach, maybe. Could be. And Could even be. though uh, Johannes Reinken, uh, Reinken, uh, yes. Reinken lived very long, he only yes. uh, wrote a few pieces, not very many. No, no, no. And it's incredible how a man uh, in that time was able to live so long, 100 years. It was impressive, really. Like nowadays, living uh, 130 years, it's really incredible. Yes, yes. The life 
span goes uh, wider and wider, I think, uh, and people uh, get to live longer and longer because of advancements of science and medicine. Yes, 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 yes. Wonderful. So, Luca, uh, what happened next? Uh, 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 how did you choose this profession as an organist? Uh, did you have any other interest at that time or at, that, uh, uh, at this early age you knew in your heart, heart you have to be an organist? Uh, it's uh, hard to, to decide to be an organist, uh, especially in our times, because... Uh, uh, First of all, uh, if you think about society, maybe in Lithuania is, um, and in countries of the former Soviet Union, it's different because people, uh, for people, uh, culture is very interesting. Uh, they, many people attend concerts uh, and also young people. Uh, every time that I played in, uh, in former countries of the Soviet Union, I always had a wonderful audience, uh, a lot of interest. Uh, uh, but nowadays in Western Europe, uh, um, this kind of uh, event uh, doesn't attract many people. So there is uh, a sort of uh, feeling of loneliness when you make this profession because your efforts, your uh, passion is not recognized uh, adequately by by people but it's not a problem because if you have a big passion you can't ignore it uh, even if the world is not uh, together with you so uh, for me it was a spontaneous process because uh, um, I, I had always thought about uh, being a musician and uh, organist uh, uh, I never had a doubt about uh, what instrument to to play Mm -hmm. And uh, mm, of course, uh, I am very glad when I had the opportunity to play in uh, in Russia, for example, because uh, it's really satisfying to meet a public that uh, uh, let uh, let me think that uh, uh, I'm really <clears throat> doing what uh, uh, it was nice for me to do. It, it would have been nice for me to do to enjoy the public, uh, to, to convey my emotions uh, through the uh, unlimited possibility of, of the organ. And, uh, but, you know, in Italy it happens that uh, we have, uh, for example, organ concert with a great uh, master, and, but just 30 people coming to listen to the concert. It happens, yes. Uh, not always, but this can happen, even in, even in big cities. Uh, when I played, uh, in, uh, for example, in uh, Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, in uh, Donetsk, it was uh, uh, during the week. Uh, it was Wednesday at uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I thought, how is it possible to organize a concert uh, at this time of the day? No one will come. But uh, because people are still working uh, and uh, during the week, people are, uh, even if they are at home, they want to have dinner, to rest. But it was full, completely full. And so for me, it was a revelation. First time when I was in Ukraine, for me, it was really incredible. I discovered a new world uh, that hasn't lost the values uh, uh, that in Western Europe... Uh, not not everyone, of course. I'm, maybe I, I am generalizing too much. I'm, my, I'm explaining uh, too much, uh, maybe too much negative uh, the situation. But uh, anyway, the difference is uh, evident, yes. No, you're right, Luca. You're absolutely right. In Western Europe, uh, I think interest uh, with pipe organ, I think, is related uh, with the interest uh, to the church as well. So uh, attendance uh, to the church is diminishing, of course, and therefore uh, attendance of organ recitals is also uh, not, at least not increasing, right? Yes, in, yes, I agree, yes, yes, yes. And uh, in, in, uh, in, f in former Soviet Union, it's a different story. I don't know what it is, but in Russia, it seems like, to me, it seems like people, people 
in the recitals of organ music can can feel a little bit of freedom you see like like a little bit of 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 that civilization of western society yes they yes, can yes. grasp right there uh, but they can listen to it right the the old masters the new masters yes, so yes, yes. cultural phenomena they 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 in their hearts they tend to be uh, more uh, uh, european looking right and also you forgot it and the lithuania I, in lithuania it's uh, like in western europe because uh, people come to church less and less and therefore his or organ is also not very popular these days yes and also in, in russia i noticed that uh, since they don't have the organ in orthodox churches for them organ is a bit like an exotic instrument they are not uh, used to listen to it so it's like uh, something very very special not uh, yes and plus this is a you know pure uh, concert instrument in russia right in concert yes. halls harmonic society exactly. nothing almost uh, right therefore it's not connected to religion in this way a little bit so exactly. you can big concert pieces and uh, concertos by by western masters and russian masters as well and it's virtuoso just like piano right but yes exactly 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 yes 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 i agree completely wonderful so it seems like we also can learn a little bit from from those uh, 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 countries right uh, what can we what can we how we can promote organ art maybe we could yes. could emphasize a little bit more concert side of it uh, more yes right yes, yes, yes. absolutely yes yes it's diff difficult of course in catholic countries like italy and spain of course and and poland and lithuania as well it's di difficult because churches uh, priests want to be you know want to hear religious music all the time uh, yes and also because uh, the lack of money that is devoted to to the um, uh, to keep the organs in a good shape uh, uh, i must say that we have here in italy many instruments that could be very 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 good instruments but uh, they are in bad conditions <clears throat> so in a town like torino there are for me there is uh, one or two instruments that are uh, okay to to play a very good concert of high uh, level that's a pity because uh, you know in torino we have one million uh, people living here so it's not a little city but uh, anyway i think that in italy the best organs are those dating to the renaissance period you know the organs in bologna for example basilica of san petronio uh, Basilica di San Martino Maggiore, San Giovanni in Bosco, and the Antegnati organ in Brescia, in Mantova, Santa Barbara. For me, that was the golden period of Italian organ music. Then after, yes, we had some personalities, uh, uh, but, uh, mm, for example, uh, I like some music of uh, Marco Enrico Bossi, but... Uh, the level for me, even if the, the quality of organ Serassi, for example, was very good because the, uh, they were um, very wonderful organs. Uh, unfortunately, many of them were ruined by, um, I must say, uh, not able organ masters after the motu proprio when they wanted to, uh, they say the organ must be more uh, liturgic. But it's, it was not a problem of the organ that had campanelli and other kinds of uh, register not liturgical. Uh, it was the way in which organists used this instrument because you can use a, a, a original Serassi instrument to play during the liturgy and it has the classical ripieno italiano uh, and if you don't use uh, um, imitation instrument uh, register of and like uh, percussions campanelli it's all okay so the instrument were very good but uh, the problem it was uh, um, anyway the literature was not uh, i think we should mention just one word opera 
right? Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Exactly. Opera, uh, changed everything. Yes, and the church was called in Italy the theater of for the poor people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had the opportunity to listen to music just in church and so uh, even the literature of uh, the composers that were uh, priests, for example, Padre Davide da Bergamo, he was a priest, but uh, if you listen to many of his pieces, uh, Versetti per il Gloria also, but um, they are uh, operistic in style. Mm -hmm. There is also a part of liturgic, more serious, but anyway, it's very interesting that the priest uh, composed, uh, had not a reaction towards this movement, but he was uh, uh, completely involved in this kind of uh, situation that was, uh, um, opera was the soul, really the expression of the soul of Italian people in, the, in that century. And uh, so it was, maybe it was not possible to do otherwise. Mm -hmm. It was history, not possible to change this. Uh, this. It, it was a spontaneous uh, flow of history, of uh, changing of the soul of people, and uh, and so it was like, like that. Uh, I don't. Uh, I have nothing against music of that period because it's uh, music is always the uh, the mirror of uh, of the what happen what happens in society. Uh, it was not a bad society, of course. I have to do, I have something against nowadays music, but I'm not speaking about music from the 80s, for example, when there were good uh, groups, but nowadays the situation is really shows the superficiality of uh, nowadays society. And so, uh, I don't like uh, many of uh, what I. That's why I don't. Uh, I don't uh, watch TV. Uh, that I don't uh, listen to the radio because there is nothing interesting for me. Luca, it's good that Italy still has Sanremo festival, right? Ah, uh, and that's why I also don't don't listen to this fail. I don't. Uh, I don't follow this uh, this event. Yeah. Really, it's, uh, Eurovision is so different from Sanremo, I think, uh, right? Uh, Eurovision culture is uh, not melodic at all, almost, right? Uh, no, no. Swedish uh, groups, I think. Uh, but Italians, I think, uh, still kept this uh, very, very melodic tradition. From yes, uh, but uh, really, if you compare Sanremo of today to Sanremo, how it was in the 60s or 70s, uh, it's really, for me, it's really uh, something to, to, to cancel completely. <laughs> okay. I'm, very, I'm very drastic, uh, I know, but uh, really, I, it, that's what I think, uh, sincerely. So, yeah, uh, music of uh, 19th century had uh, also was uh, a mirror of its time, of its culture, right? And yes. uh, if opera was, was popular, so composers for the organ also imitated the same operatic style. Uh, yes. France also the same was, right? Uh, with Lefebvre Valley. Yes. He was improviser on the Cavaillacol uh, organs. And yes. he always improvised and demonstrated using... Uh, operatic famous arias right and yes 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 but he was also the the favorite of Cavaillecol in the beginning but then Cavaillecol realized that uh, Lefebvre-Belli uh, he was not the right man to display all the possibilities of his organs and so uh, the real revolution came from uh, Belgium where uh, Gilman and uh, Vidor studied with uh, uh, with uh, lemons and, and so when they came to Paris uh, they, they, they were really masters of the organ not pianists recycled to the organ and uh, so it was really Cavaillecol was uh, not a musician not a composer but was maybe the, the main uh, um, the most important person for the birth of the of the great French organ uh, school, because it was him who suggested to Gilman and Vidor 
please go to Bruxelles to study with uh, this master. And uh, he made changes in your, it was uh, really incredible. And so, um, really, this man made uh, really a lot. <laughs> Not just beautiful instrument, but he created the school that was able to display the, how wonderful his instrument uh, were and uh, still are. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what would happen. What would happen if uh, Italy had such a person, right? You've, of course, Cavea um, Cole had a project to complete the organ for Vatican, right? Yes, uh, Saint Peter's Basilica, but uh, it wasn't uh, successful, right? No, we had a very good organ builder who was Carlo De Gezzi Bossi, Carlo first, because the second is not remarkable. Um, he built, uh, for example, also in Torino, a wonderful instrument with four keyboards in the sanctuary of Sacro Cuore di Maria, and one other one in, uh, with three manuals in Chiesa del Carmine. But unfortunately, this instrument during the war, uh, Second World War, they were destroyed. But uh, there are still, uh, I have um, some programs of concert that were given there, one by Gilman, who were an enthusiast of these organs. And uh, there, there was not a big difference from this organ to Cavalier Col, because uh, Bossi started with uh, um, his opus number one was the organ in uh, opera style, but then he changed his... Uh, his uh, and so he started to build symphonic organs that uh, if... Uh, uh, they still would be existent, uh, they would be really incredible instruments. That, that's a pity because uh, when you go to these churches, uh, you find the substitute of these organs made by Carlo II, the Gezzi Bossi, but the result was not absolutely the same. Mm -hmm. But uh, Carlo I, when you have opportunity to, to play some organs where some of these uh, uh, stops, registers are still um, living in the original condition, you really feel the, how, how he was, uh, how great he was, uh, organ builder. But uh, some many instruments uh, fall into disgrace and were not uh, well kept. Uh, others during the war were, were uh, destroyed. Others were uh, restored. Uh, but uh, completely changing the original style uh, without any respect for the, for the great master and so on. We have, we have very little instruments from the uh, late Romantic period that can, that can uh, be compared to Cavalier Col. That's a pity because Carlo Vegezzi Bossi was, a, was a great. Uh, he had no uh, relationship, I mean, uh, blood relationship with um, Marco Enrico Bossi. The surname, same surname, but uh, they were not relatives. But uh, uh, it could have been uh, maybe um, uh, the beginning of uh, something uh, better for organ culture. But uh, in Italy, but uh, uh, it was limited to him. Uh, then uh, successors uh, made something, but uh, uh, that's a pity that we don't have uh, um, original instruments by him, just a very few, but not in good, uh, good shape. I see. So, what about the music, Luca? Um, do you prefer Renaissance Italian music to 19th century? Um, if we speak about Italian music, yes, I would say yes. Uh, if we speak about um, the entire organ repertoire, I must say that uh, the, the emotions that you can get from uh, one style, one kind of organs, and uh, uh, if you listen to Fresco Balbi played uh, on a modern organ with equal temperament, it's absolutely not acceptable. But uh, if you play and listen uh, Fresco Balbi on an Antegnati organ, uh, the mesotonic temperament, and, uh, or in Bologna, the instrument Lorenzo da Prato, Cipri, uh, 
you really feel that uh, you are going back to the to the time when this music was composed you feel really a great emotions and i remember when i played as a, i was just a tourist on the time in san petronio in bologna uh, i exit from the basilica like walking one meters above the the, the walking level <laughs> it was really wonderful and uh, it depends depends um, it's uh, all kind of music i like but they if it's played on the right uh, on the instrument for which it was conceived uh, i don't like very much uh, i'm not great fan of padre davide da bergamo le Belli, this, this period of but anyway i don't refuse it completely Mm-hmm. I prefer, uh, of course, uh, my favorite of the of the modern period is uh, in, in Germany Max Reger and uh, in France, uh, especially Bierne, Alain, uh, Messien Durufle, uh, Tournemir, yes, uh, more than Vidor and Gilman, for example. Uh, and Frank, of course, uh, Frank, uh, incredible, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But so, also I like, uh, I like composers that are not, uh, I usually, um, in my concert programs, I introduce pieces that are uh, uh, not well known. So I like to make extensive researches on the en- entire organ repertoire and to find pieces that for me deserve more, uh, more attention. And sometimes I have to say that public uh, comes to me and says, ah, what uh, interesting pieces that uh, I had never heard before. What is it? Uh, maybe other colleagues, organists. And so I, so I found this. Uh, and uh, so I, I like to... Um, to, to make something new also, yes. Yeah, it's so important to expand your musical horizons, right? Because yeah. if, you, if you just play the classics and the masters that everybody else is playing, the uh, majority of uh, uh, vast organ repertoire will be lost through the centuries. Yes. And it's exactly. up to keep it alive and uh, going to the next generation and the next exactly. generation. Exactly, I agree, yes. But it all depends on the instruments, right? If you are uh, playing one kind of instruments, you tend to re- do research what kind of music f- would work best on that instrument, right? Yes, you yes. Would, you would not play Frescobaldi in uh, Russia, let's say, right? No, no, no. No, 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 no. I would not because uh, I would uh, make a bad service to this music, for example, Fantasia Chromatica by Svelink played not. Uh, uh, yes, it's beautiful music always. Even if you play in, on uh, equal temperament uh, organ, it's beautiful music. But uh, I remember uh, when I heard it played in, for example, in some instruments in uh, the Netherlands, uh, I was as a listener, I really felt the chromaticism in my stomach <laughs> it was really um, so I, und- I understood better this music because i said oh my god it's really like uh, um, like a storm and after the sun and uh, it's uh, completely you feel the dissonance there is and then after really completely wonderful it's uh, uh, many emotion much more emotional yes in the right temperament uh, you have a completely different set of intervals right in major thirds with uh, mintone temperament are very very pure so yes. pure that they don't even vibrate, right? They are so calm, and that's why uh, many uh, or most uh, Baroque compositions tend to end on a major chord, right? Even yes. though they could be in a minor mode. Uh, uh, they call it uh, uh, Picardy third, right? Yes, Picardy. yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. So it's important. It's important to to realize that the intervals. It will be different if you play it on the equal temperament and emotion will be lost. Yes, it will exactly. sound very dry, dry uh, boring and uh, gray, right? Yes, yes. It's not a matter of being purists or uh, 
fanatics of uh, of uh, um, uh, um, what can I say? Uh, philology fanatics. Uh, for me, it's a matter of. Uh, uh, making good music as uh, uh, so it's mm, this is not fanatism it's a normal attitude towards music of course uh, if you mm, exaggerate in ah, this ornament must be done exactly in this way if you play this not you are not a professional of course I'm, there are some exaggerate but uh, it's not to be completely ignored but uh, yes, it happens that you feel uh, other opinions. Uh, I mean, I respect everyone, but uh, I think that uh, not, not nice service many times. Is, music is not uh, well uh, well served by by some playing on uh, inappropriate uh, instruments for for these pieces. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, you see, um, sometimes if you have a, a modern instrument, a modern, uh, you see, a concert organ, and the like in Russia or Ukraine, right, they have rigger claws or shuke, right, uh, there, and the people there are thirsty for ancient music and, and newer music, all kinds of music. So if you, if you only play, let's say, Hindemith and uh, ah. <laughs> musical, this kind of uh, treatment of the audience. Some kind, sometimes audiences deserve. You see um, other kinds of music, even yes, even yes, on, yes. on this classical instrument. Yes. Yes, yes, I agree. We must always, um, uh, I think, making programs according also to the to the wishes of. We can imagine sometimes uh, what are the wishes of the public, and uh, especially when I go to Russia, I, I would never play uh, a program just for uh, uh, organ experts of organ music. But I always try to introduce, uh, together with the great pieces of organ literature, uh, always something that I'm, I'm sure that the public uh, that make contrast, uh, but without uh, being uh, mm, music without value. Uh, maybe more simple, but uh, that can speak directly to the art of people that are not uh, expert of uh, organ music. I have to always keep in consideration uh, what's the instrument I am going to play and uh, where I am going to play. Uh, it, for me, it's very important, yes. The acoustics, uh, for example, I would never play Messiaen in, in a place where there, there is not a very big resonance. Mm -hmm. So I always ask about uh, how, how is the acoustic here? Can you give me some information? Uh, um, for me, acoustic is uh, very important, very important. I have never liked, I must say, in, uh, venues with, where the acoustic is very dry, because for me, the organ uh, is an instrument of uh, um, uh, mysticism and... Uh, uh, it needs, uh, it's not chamber music, it needs a um, very big uh, space. It's the music of, uh, um, of another dimension for me. And um, uh, so the acoustic must uh, help to, to convey this, uh, this, this, uh, this feeling, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes composer write for certain instruments in certain acoustics, right? Like Messian felt that great acoustic is important, but sometimes he himself would prefer mutations and high-pitched stops, especially when going to America, right? Yes. Where they have eclectic instruments and dry acoustics. In one AGO convention, 
he felt that he needed the uh, better stops like high-pitched mutations and even worse uh, acoustics acoustics was not sort of important in this case but in the end the result wasn't very nice i think no, that yeah, was no, no. the famous premiere of uh, live do sansa Hamam. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you must have uh, for me a, a big uh, cathedral, and you must also have uh, a visual uh, setting that helps you to feel this music. Uh, uh, for example, I was really impressed when I heard a concert with Messiens, uh, uh, Mess de la Pentecote. I was in uh, the new dome in Linz, Austria. And uh-huh. it's a very big neo-gothic cathedral with the Marcusen organ, uh, uh, there is a dark uh, um, uh, mood in this cathedral. It's, uh, um, and really, it was uh, perfect for me. I had, uh, but I heard uh, Messiaen, the same pieces played in uh, Conservatoire in Torino, with, um, in a concert hall, like a theater, with dry acoustic, and it was really not... Uh, it was, that was really a pity that uh, um, people could listen to his music to get to know this music in such a setting. It was a pity because for me, many people went away. My sense music is already very difficult to understand, but really I, I saw people going away before the, the end of the concert and saying uh, bad, bad, uh, bad things about his music, but that's a pity because it was not uh, the right place to listen to it. So I would have said to these people, uh, maybe you can go back to listen to this music in a, in a big Gothic cathedral, maybe. <laughs> I see. I see. It's so good that we have all kinds of instruments and all kinds of acoustics, all kinds of environments, light, dark, right? Dry, room, small, big churches, big organs, small instruments, all kinds of... And uh, then our repertoire can work in a variety of ways. In In one place, the same piece would be completely different from the other, right? Yes, we, have, we are very lucky and uh, um, really our sense of artistic uh, skill uh, begins uh, really a lot, uh, a lot of time before planning a concert because uh, when you think about the program and uh, the, the instrument, the place, and uh, it's really a wonderful work we have to make, very interesting and uh, it must be very... Um, we must t- take into account many things, yes, yes, yes. So, Luca, what would you suggest uh, for organists who are planning for their future recitals on various instruments, on various uh, situations and acoustics? What do you think they should uh, think about first? What would be number one step? Uh, um... Of course, uh, I don't want to be to be to tell something uh, that you should not play back, of course, and the big masters. But uh, to try to to not to have a standard repertoire, because uh, many times you 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 really uh, listen to the same to the same pieces. So to try to go to be more uh, to have more passion for uh, knowing uh, something more about the organ repertoire, to to be more active uh, in uh, having uh, more wish to know uh, to know more about the about the organ repertoire that is so wide. Uh, that you can't limit yourself to the even to the to wonderful music, but uh, there is not just that, and um, uh, that can't be ex- excluded. Of course, it would be heretic, heretic uh, action. But uh, um, my suggestion would be to 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 have more passion, to develop a passion for the research. Uh, first of all. 
And then it, it, I think that all comes uh, as a consequence because you know more pieces, uh, so you know how to um, what to this. Uh, you can take better decisions also about the program that you that you are going to play. Yes. Yes. When you know more repertoire, more uh, wider repertoire, right? Yes. Yes. Curious. You have to stay curious uh, to uh, do some research, right? You, yes. You, you lock yourself in one area and one specific yes. historical period, right? I don't know why, but uh, there is not a lot of passion in trying to discover. Uh, uh, for me, it's strange because I have always uh, had uh, the wish to know, really, as much as I... Also, I also discovered a lot of music that was not good for me. But I also, of course, not, not all can be satisfying when you discover it. But uh, I discovered pieces that uh, I'm very glad uh, that I had the wish to, to make these uh, researches because uh, uh, I, I had a great satisfaction when I play these pieces. The audience uh, loves them. And uh, um, it's important for me. The, it, it's the first advice that I would give. Mm -hmm. It's a great advice, right? Because people sometimes get stuck to, in pieces uh, of masters, uh, right? What everybody else is playing. And then everybody yes. else is the same, right? They are the same like everybody else. And uh, we have to find our angle of uniqueness in this yes. vast organ world yes. and how to be different and stand yes. out from the crowd. Yes, I agree. And also to, to play the pieces that are more near to the personality of the, of the performer. Mm -hmm. To feel uh, something that you feel not because you have to play reggae because he's a great composer and so you must have some reggae in your repertoire if you don't feel this, uh, this music. For example, right? Because it's an academic approach, but uh, I think that um, after being a student, you are really you must feel really free, mm -hmm. and so to you can choose really. It's not you don't have any any uh, you you don't have to feel that you are not free to 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 play some music because uh, uh, no other one plays it no other one knows it uh, uh, because if you think that it's good music uh, uh, yes why not mm -hmm. so when you study as a student right you have to play all kinds of repertoire and of course the classics the the old masters the new masters. Every, everything that is important and precious yes. to our But then when you are finished and you graduate and uh, you are so free, right, uh, to, yes. to find your own voice in this yes. modern world. Yes, 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 exactly, yes. You can't be a photocopy of uh, some, someone else because uh, um, you must have in your repertoire these names. It's like... Um, you, you buy something tuck, and you have this in this bag, you have this repertoire, always the same bag. But I think you can open this bag and uh, put something of, that you really feel yours. Of course, it doesn't, I don't mean that you, you, you maybe you feel all, all that you have in the bag, is, you feel, but sometimes not. Sometimes not, but... Uh, it's the um, standardizing the, the repertoire. Uh, that's something that uh, it's not uh, very appropriate, I think. Luca, do you think we have an obligation to uh, put something of our own creation in this organ repertoire bag? It would be nice, of course. Uh, I had the opportunity to to compose some pieces recently, and it's uh, music that I feel uh, when I mm, when I play and I hear, uh, I listen to this music. Uh, I feel that I, I really expressed my soul. Uh, but before then, it was just one year ago, 
before the, I had never compu- composed music uh, that was mine. Uh, and this um, step came uh, spontaneously. So it, it, it's very good. Uh, for me, it was really... Uh, I'm more satisfied with myself after composing this music. Uh, so I think it would be a wonderful experience for everyone, but maybe there are people, uh, organists, uh, who, who feel the same sensation when they improvise. And so uh, they are not interested in leaving something uh, written. Uh, so it depends on the personality of the, the player. And in my case, uh, mm, there, there was a period one year ago during the near Christmas, I started to write a piece for uh, one of my friends uh, that uh, lives in Russia. I wanted to make a present for him that uh, um, he's a still organ student, uh, uh, a very dear person. And then I started uh, with this little piece and I then I, I wrote other uh, pieces that are now part of um, a, a set of 19 pieces about uh, the parables of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Uh, they, they have been recently published by Strube Verlag from uh, Munich in Germany. And I am very glad for the result. Uh, and I hope that also uh, other organists can enjoy this music. Uh, um, in any case, uh, If someone doesn't like this music, uh, um, doesn't matter. Of course, yes, I prefer that people like it. But uh, in any case, I'm glad because I feel that this music is really what I wanted to to write. Mm -hmm. So it was a very beautiful period. I recall uh, this month I was uh, composing... uh, during the evening, then I went to bed, but I still thought about something. So I wake up for 10 minutes to write something. Then I stayed until 5 o'clock in the morning. It was a very beautiful period. <laughs> Even though it was cold. Yes, yes. So, Luca, I wish you, you have uh, more of these creative moments in your life and uh, those spontaneous creations, even though it, it might be improvisation sometimes, right? Not yes. I... Down. You know what I do sometimes? I have uh, this uh, keyboard connecting to my computer uh, to the uh, yes. music program. And I can improvise uh, on, the, on the keyboard and the music sheet will, organ music will come out as, as notes, right? Beautiful. I can, Yes. Edit it later, uh, make it more legible, of course, with without uh, strange syncopations, uh, because yes. <laughs> computers are yes, not... Computer, yes, computers. Yes. But, of course, inter, uh, in improvisation, spontaneous creation, and composition this way is very, very closely related. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic, Luca. I wish you great success uh, this year and the next and uh, and many, many years. Have a great health, which of course helps in, in, in expanding yes. your musical horizons and broadening your repertoire. And of course, giving presents, uh, as, as you wrote, uh, a gift, a musical gift to your friend. Yes. I'm, uh, I thank you very much. I wish you the same and uh, thank you for creating this... Uh, this, this uh, series of uh, the secrets of organ playing that uh, 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 it's also a very humble way of presenting yourself. You are a teacher, important teacher, but uh, you want to share this uh, knowledge with uh, many people. And it's not uh, very, it happens very seldom. Thank you so much, Luca. I appreciate it. Your support, support means a lot to me. And for the ending of our conversation, uh, could you direct our listeners uh, to some place online where they could connect with you? Yes, I have a personal website at uh, www.lucamassaglia.com. That's my website, and uh, there is Italian, English, French, and German version. The Russian version will be ready uh, shortly, not exactly shortly, but 
I will take some time to, to do it, but anyway, they can read uh, in different languages if interested, and also visit my YouTube channel. Uh, it's enough to digit my name on YouTube, and they will find uh, videos and uh, a lot of pieces that are not very well known also. Mm -hmm. Luca, L-U-C-A, and Massalia is M-A-S-S-A-G. L I A dot exactly 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 yes 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 wonderful thank you so much and let's keep in touch you are wonderful thank you so much to you I will be very glad to keep in touch if you liked this conversation I encourage you to visit my blog Secrets of Organ Playing at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice, and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vidas Pinkavichus. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you online really soon.